At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you on a Silver Linings edition of the HHC today. Unfortunately, Charlotte Falls in Oklahoma City last night, 126-106. to The Hornets now have lost six in a row, was hoping to flip the calendar to February and hope things would get better, but unfortunately, on Groundhog Day, it remains a Groundhog Day feeling for the Hornets who are now on the campaign 10 and 37 and the Hornets like I mentioned sixth consecutive loss it was also their seventh wire to wire loss in the contest last night as Oklahoma City just basically shot lights out through the entirety of the contest but we're gonna still recap it for you there's a couple of things to go over and what went wrong for the Hornets and there were a couple of things that went very right for the Hornets a couple of top performances that we got to talk about as well and we will update you with a Swarm Report with the Greensboro Swarm and what's been going on up I-85 with the Greensboro Swarm. And helping me out with all of these topics today, it's the one and only lead writer of Hornets.com. That is Sam Perley. And Sam, we've given you a little bit of a break here over the last couple of days or so with all of the home games, but happy to have you back here on the HHC on a road contest. Unfortunately, silver linings, but happy to talk Hornets hoops with you nonetheless. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, unfortunately, it is silver linings. And I don't know if it's necessarily you giving me a break. It's more of just the schedule and ways, way, uh, the way it's played out. It's, uh, you and Sam take care of the home games, and then you and I get take care of the away games. So less of the, uh, you know, you guys extending the olive branch, more just how things shook out. We'll take it for what it's worth. But let's go ahead and just jump right into this one again. One twenty six to one oh six is the final from last night as Oklahoma City just basically shot lights out from the get go in this contest as the Thunder shots. from the field in the first quarter. They shot 68.8% from the field in the second quarter. They were shooting at 69% clip at halftime in this one. And they basically, I don't want to say this one was over after the first quarter, but it was very, very close. Thunder 39, Hornets 19. After one quarter of play, Shea Gilgis-Alexander showed off why he is a 
MVP-like talent, 10 points, 6 assists in the first quarter. He finished the first half with 18 points and 7 assists. He had 31 points through three quarters of play. He finishes with 31, 3 rebounds, and 9 assists off of 11 of 15 shooting. He was very, very efficient. Also 8 of 10 at the free throw line as well. Chet Holmgren's been getting a lot of attention for Rookie of the Year accolades. He finished with 16 points and 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks. Kaysen Wallace, another one of their top rookies who was selected in the lottery this past season for OKC out of Kentucky. He finished with 12 points as well. So the Thunder looked very, very good last night, especially in that first half as they led it 73 to 42 after the first two quarters of play. The one silver lining here is the Hornets outscored the Thunder in the second half, 64 to 53. But again, a little too late for this one. As Charlotte trailed at 105 to 72 after three quarters of play, and the Hornets able to at least put up 34 points in the fourth quarter. That didn't see a lot of time in that quarter for the starters to be played. Oklahoma City pulled their starters with about seven minutes left to go. Hornets weren't far behind. Pulled their starters with about six minutes left to play in that uh, little bit of garbage time, I guess, for lack of a better term. But overall, Oklahoma City shoots about 59% from the field. Hornets shoot 44% on the evening. Both teams relatively even from three-point land. Oklahoma City made 17, the Hornets made 14, but again, I bring all these numbers up just to simply say for the most part here, Sam, that this game felt almost over after the first quarter of play where Oklahoma City was making everything. They were making it very difficult on the Hornets offensively. Charlotte had a hard time penetrating the paint. That's always been a big issue for Charlotte, or that's been a big point of emphasis here for Steve Clifford throughout his tenure here in the Queen City, but overall, for the most part, it just felt like this one didn't really have a whole lot of juice to it for Charlotte, and Oklahoma City came out. They played with a lot of effort. They made a lot of big-time transition plays, and it was basically the ball game there through the first, I don't know, maybe 10 15 minutes of the game. Yeah, and Oklahoma City's having a really great year. You know, you've seen their three years of rebuilding, and it's really paying off for them right now. They're one of the best teams in the NBA. It's worth noting, they've also, I looked up right before the game, they've missed the fewest games in the NBA this season due to injury. I think it's only like 32 or 33. Uh, Hornets are second most going into last night. We're at 186, just for a little bit of perspective. So uh, they've capitalized on that, and, and they're playing really well right now. They're very, very balanced, and uh, I think they were up 10 with about six minutes into the game. And I wouldn't say it was, like, over, but it also – in the first quarter, but it certainly felt like it just wasn't going to be one of those nights, like, where the Hornets were going to kind of have to get – you know, be able to reel things back in at all, like we've seen a few times uh, in, in some of these comeback attempts. I think the paint was – there was something Clifford – uh, spoke about before the games that OKC is very good at getting into the paint and keep other teams out of the paint. And when the Hornets are undersized a little bit, they don't, they still don't have Mark Williams. It's tough to, to make your presence there in the paint. You could see they took a lot of long shots to start the game, a lot of mid range shots, uh, shots at the, you know, inside the paint that weren't in the restricted area. And, they, you know, it's tough with OKC, their drives. I mean, they're so good at driving to the basket, lead the NBA in drives. Shea's his first in player drives. Uh, it's just a really bad matchup against a team that's playing really well right now that's on both sides of the ball against a Hornets team that's just, you know, just still way, way undermanned and has never really, uh, you know, been able to kind of find their identity this season just given all the absences. So uh, this was a tough one for sure in the sense of, once OKC took off, it, it felt like they were gone for good. Again, Hornets without LaMelo Ball, Mark Williams, Gordon Hayward last night. Jalen Williams, the one that normally starts for Oklahoma City, was not available for this one, as was Isaiah Joe, but again, doesn't really compare it to guys like LaMelo Ball, Mark Williams, Gordon Hayward, guys that are so relied on for this team and have 
been starters basically since almost day one here through the last handful of weeks and for the majority of the season and for basically their tenure here in Charlotte as well. But Hornets fall 126 to 106 last night in the contest. And I know this is obviously a Hornets centered podcast, Sam, but a lot of the talk whenever Charlotte was playing Oklahoma City or leading up to the game, I suppose, was basically is this the blueprint that the Hornets need to follow or is that the blueprint moving forward? Obviously, OKC had a lot of lean years in there, trading away a lot of assets, getting a lot of assets in return, and they still have a lot of those in the form of future draft picks as well. I don't know what the exact number is for in terms of how many draft picks and what years those go on for for OKC, but I mean, the joke wrote itself last year where everybody was saying that the Thunder were out there scouting middle schoolers and that sort of thing because they just have all of these draft picks for so, so long. But they're finally able to turn around, and a lot of that is obviously because of the play of Chet Holmgren missing his rookie season last year for the entirety of it now in this rookie year that it's basically almost a two-horse race between him and Victor Wembanyama for rookie of the year accolades and you would like to throw Brandon Miller and Jaime Hawkins in there as well but at the end of the day this is one of those things where is this the blueprint that the Hornets maybe need to see moving forward they have the key pieces they have Mark Williams they have LaMelo Ball you have Brandon Miller and the way that this season is going you're going to end up with a pretty decent draft pick as well in a lottery so is this the way that the Hornets move forward and get this thing on the right track and I guess the argument can be made is that the blueprint is already there and there's already pieces etched into it with guys like LaMelo Ball and Mark Williams and Brandon Miller as well but I know it's a copycat league and teams are always trying to find that edge so in my mind it certainly makes sense but I just wanted to get your thoughts on that as well. Yeah and I was doing a quick scroll of the uh, picks owed to Oklahoma City. Uh, I might have lost count, but I think between now and 2029, they have 10 first-round picks coming in, uh, and that's on top of their own, and then around 20 second-round picks coming in over the next six or seven years. So I kind of lost count, but it's a high number, and that's in addition to what they already own themselves or factoring in you know, what they might also owe other teams. But uh, to go to your question, yeah, you know, it's, it's absolutely a blueprint. I think you look at the market size, it's obviously, you know, similar market, you know, Oklahoma City and Charlotte, they're not in LA, they're not in New York, they're not in Miami. Uh, they're not going to be one of those, you know, top tier free agent destinations every summer. I think we all kind of know by that by this point. Um, so what do you do? Well, you got to draft well, you've got to hit, you know, you get a draft well, hit a couple stars, and then uh, fill out the surrounding uh, roster with talent. And Oklahoma City has, uh, you know, done a really, really remarkable job, almost uh, an unprecedented job with how much homegrown talent they have uh, that played tonight. I mean, you just look at, or last night, you look at the roster and it's Holmgren, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who I know wasn't necessarily uh, homegrown, but they did get him after his, I think, rookie year. So Giddy, Dort, Kaysen Wallace, Lindy Waters, Johnson, Williams, Pokashevsky, Jang, Williams, Wiggins. I think those guys are all homegrown talents. Vasily Mitchik is a, uh, came over from overseas, but I think they got his rights in the draft a few years ago. So everybody that played last night was basically with the Thunder, either has always been with the Thunder or joined the team from their second year on, in the exception of Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. So uh, it'll be really interesting for them when they take that next step and they start consolidating some of these guys that are picks. But uh, it's certainly a blueprint for Charlotte. You look at market size, and uh, but it's easier said than done. I mean, it's this is kind of uh, unprecedented what Oklahoma City has done. They've, they've hit on all their picks. They've had great injury luck as well. Um, that's no knock on them. It's just 
you know, worth mentioning, but, um, you know, it, it's certainly something to follow, but it's not as easy necessarily as Oklahoma City has made it look. They've done this for a number of years, and it's just clicking right now. So uh, there is stuff to pull from it for sure, though. Yeah, it would be really impressive to see how they pan out with those multiple draft picks moving forward and how many of those end up being assets. And, I mean, it would be really, really interesting to see them draft six, seven guys in one draft and see who ends up making a team, I guess, for lack of a better term. So it uh, could always be an interesting situation there in Oklahoma City. But the Hornets fall in OKC last night, 126 to 106. We still got to talk about our silver linings. We still got to give you a swarm report here on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast as we roll along here on the HHC, brought to you by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. It's a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo and a lead writer of Hornets.com with you on this edition of the HHC. Charlotte downed 126 to 106 last night against Oklahoma City, now 10 and 37 on the campaign. A couple of top performers to talk about, a couple of guys in double figures. Brandon Miller had a team high 28 points in the contest. Bryce McGowan's finished in double figures with 15. Nick Smith Jr. with 12 points off the bench. And Leaky Black had a career high 11 points as well. So those are some of the nominees, I suppose, for the Silver Lining performances that we get to choose from but as always i will defer to sam perley who is your silver lining pick from last night's game as usual i'm going to take the easy way out and go with brandon miller on this one uh really good again last night another 20 point game uh, I think he had he stayed in and the game wasn't so out of hand midway through the fourth quarter, uh, he certainly would have passed his career high uh, and gotten into the 30s for the first time as an NBA player. But uh, 28 points last night, one away from matching his career high, which he did earlier this week. He had 29 uh, against the Knicks back on Monday. Uh, shot 11 of 19, 5 of 8 from three-point range. Did a little bit of everything. That's what I really liked, too, last night. I had four rebounds, did some playmaking as well. I had four assists, three steals, a couple of blocks. Really, really good all-around performance from Brandon. I think that's his third straight 20-point game and seventh and nine outings. So uh, I know it's been a really, really tough stretch for the Hornets, especially lately. But uh, you got to be thrilled with how good he looks, especially at this 
you know, 50 game point of the season. They played about 50 games or 47 games now uh, to see where he's at. And it just keeps getting better and better. I mean, that's definitely what you want to see from your rookie uh, in his first year in the NBA. Charlotte gets the ball. Brandon Miller makes the turn, probing the paint up with the right hand. He's hit. He gets the bounce and he'll be at the line with a three point play opportunity. He's just been absolutely phenomenal. And I love the efficiency shooting from the field in the game last night as well. 11 to 19 shooting in general. Five of eight from beyond New York. You talked about the rebounds, the assists, the blocks. It is his third straight game of 20 or more and his seventh in his last nine games as well. So he just continues to take his game to another level. And the thing I love about him is his tenacity. And I know there was a little bit of frustration there at the end of the first half where he got teed up walking off the court at halftime. So OKC did get a free throw there coming out of the locker room going into the third quarter. But the frustration level is there. I know that he just kind of maybe shows it a little bit more, and I understand that it's something that he has to work on and just kind of continue to hone in his emotions a little bit better and not get those technicals. But that's what I want to see from a rookie. I want to see that fire. I want to see that passion. He has a drive to be one of the better players in the NBA, and that's what the good teams and that's what the good players do. You always hear from people talking about the Mamba mentality, wanting to be the best, wanting to do whatever it takes. Brandon Miller definitely has that in his DNA. He shows that frustration. To me, that shows that he cares, and that's what you want. And after the game, Steve Clifford was asked about just the tenacity and the will to win out of Brandon Miller. This is what he had to say. All of it, and there's nothing more important than that. You know, uh, you don't create competitive spirit. You know, that's... uh you know, something that I think is the number one thing you look for in a player. And, uh, you know, he wants to win every night. And there's nothing more important than that. I love that mentality. And it's great to see that from a guy that's only not even in his full first season in the NBA as well. So Brandon Miller, definitely a very good silver linings pick for me. I'm going to go with a guy that ended up having a career high in the game last night. That's Leaky Black. Ish Smith into the paint, kicks it out. Leaky Black, catch and shoot three. Good. Leaky Black, 8 points. That's a career high. And he finishes with 11 as well. He goes 4-7 from the field. 3 for 3 beyond the arc. A rebound, 2 assists. He ended up playing 18 minutes in the contest last night. Some of them meaningful. Some of them maybe not so meaningful there down the stretch a little bit. But Leaky Black, I think, has been a little bit of a pleasant surprise, I think, for this Hornets team. I know he's on a two-way deal and you know, nobody drafted him. He was a guy that just wanted to come to Charlotte after the draft is over, and he was able to take that two-way slot and in the interviews and that sort of thing. He's he's always said that on that draft night when Charlotte called his agent and said, hey, they want you. He said, well, what are you doing? Just go ahead and tell them that we'll be there. So, you know, I think Leakey has done a really good job. I think there's maybe a little bit of a comfort level there as well, being from the Charlotte area and being around the Carolinas for so long. And the other thing, too, is the fact that he goes to North Carolina and he ends up being a role player. I mean, that is something that a lot of people struggle with because most of the time growing up, whether it's coming out of high school or going the G League route, whatever way that players go and make it to the NBA now, they are the guy on their team for a very, very long time. It takes some time to get adjusted and try to learn that role player role on a team. I mean, it doesn't come to a lot of people. I think that there's a lot of cases of that throughout the you know history of the NBA where you go back and you look and you say, man, this guy was so good in college. Why couldn't he do that in the NBA level? And a lot of it, I feel like, is just because they weren't able to adapt in that sense. So I got to give credit where credit's due. Leaky Black has done a really good job knowing what his role is and filling it very, very excellently because, again, I don't know about you, Sam, but personally, I didn't really have Leaky on my radar here as getting some very meaningful minutes at the NBA level. 
level this season. I know injuries and absences have played a definite factor in that, but I thought he was going to be one of those guys that just played the majority of his games up in Greensboro, and he would have some really good games, and then maybe he would get in at the end of contest here on a home game here in Charlotte, and that'd be about it. But he's out there playing meaningful minutes, playing against some high-level talent. Yeah, and I think with the uh, the three of three from three-point last night, that moves him to seven of 12 on the season from three-point range. So uh, not a huge sample size, but certainly uh, an encouraging number, whatever it is, 47-ish percent or a little over 50%. So clearly going into the season, just where the Hornets were roster-wise, you know, given or before all the injuries, you know, I think the plan was was for, for Leakey to be up in Greensboro uh, for most of the season. And obviously things have changed. They've needed a little bit more uh, or a lot more depth, I should say. And, you know, if you're going to get that opportunity, you might as well take advantage of it. And uh, it's good to see him playing well. You know, have the 11-point game. He's coming into the first quarter, playing more meaningful minutes. You've seen the minutes bump up a little bit more since Terrazier got traded. Uh, and I think the one thing that's interesting, too, is if you go back to his uh, you know, days at North Carolina. I mean, he was never really a, you know, on ball full-time score kind of guy. I mean, he was, this was a lot of what he did at Carolina. It was, you know, the occasional knockdown threes, playing defense, facilitating, rebounding. I mean, this is largely the role that he was doing at North Carolina. He wasn't one of these guys that came in, you know, averaging 20 shots a game, 20 points per game, and was constantly on the ball and constantly had this high usage rate. So uh, it is, you know, I think not a coincidence that he's been able to adapt to this role in the NBA so quickly. A lot of the stuff that he was doing at Carolina was kind of the dirty work. So uh, it's really good to see him take advantage of these minutes. And again, like Brandon Miller, he's playing better as the season goes on, which is what you want to see from your rookie players. Leaky Black is my silver lining pick from last night's game. Brandon Miller, obviously, I think the clear and concise and favorite one as well with the 28 points. And also worth noting, Nick Richards narrowly missed out on a double-double as well. Eight points, 11 rebounds, but got the plug pulled a little bit early along with Brandon Miller. So could have had a double-double and could have had a career night for Brandon Miller. Miller as well, but it was all for naught at Charlotte Falls last night, 126 to 106 in Oklahoma City. Talked about Leaky Black being one of those big two-way players. We haven't talked about another two-way player that's been spending the majority of his time in Greensboro this season. That's Samari Bailey. So we're going to give you a swarm report right after this here on the Hornet Tivecast, brought to you by Senta. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Rob Longo and Sam Burley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast after Charlotte Falls in Oklahoma City last night, 126-106. to 106. Haven't updated you guys on the Greensboro Swarm as of late, and there's some numbers in there that are worth noting, especially from one of the Hornets' two-way guys in Amari Bailey. Again, most of the two-way guys here for Charlotte have been playing some heavy minutes up at the Big League Club, but that is, of course, Nathan Mensa and Leaky Black, but Amari Bailey's had a quietly good run here in the G League as of late. The last five games have been a little up and down because, again, Greensboro, Swarm, G League, those guys don't play every other night or every night like they do here at the NBA level. So if you go back and you look at a couple of Amari Bailey's numbers here over the last five games or so here for Charlotte, let's begin with last night. Unfortunately, Swarm fall 101-94 to at home to the Windy City Bulls, but Amari Bailey in that game, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. You go back to Wednesday's game up at Cleveland, ended up being a little bit of a down game there for Amari Bailey. He finishes with 6 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. You go back a little bit further into the archives, and the Swarm made a West Coast swing out in the L.A. area, taking on the Ontario Clippers. They played the Clippers twice, and it resulted in a split series, but in those games, Amari Bailey had 14 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists in a win back on January 25th. Check that. That was a loss against the Clippers. He only had 8 points, 2 rebounds, and 3 assists in a win, though, against Ontario on January 23rd. But the really impressive game came back on January 20th where they took on the South Bay Lakers and ended up being, unfortunately, a 117-116 loss. But Amari Bailey in a game, 24 points, 7 assists. He was 10-17 of from the field shooting. So I know we haven't updated anybody on a swarm report here as of late, but after the game last night and after a monster game that Amari Bailey had a couple of days ago, I thought it was worth noting that here on the Hornets Hivecast because, again, Sam, we've seen two two-way guys have some very meaningful minutes here as of late for the last, I don't know, three, four weeks now here for Charlotte. And depending on what happens moving forward, maybe we see Amari Bailey here sooner rather than later. And of course, it's also worth noting what the two-way contract can provide people. We saw Teo Maladon have a really big factor on that two-way deal last year and provided a lot of meaningful minutes for Charlotte at the NBA level. But Bryce McGowan's started off on a two-way deal last year, and then his contract was converted to a full-time NBA deal. So you never know what's going to happen. That's why the Greensboro Swarm in the G League is very vital for some of the development for some of these guys. And Amari Bailey might be the one that's next in line, maybe. Yeah. If you go back to UCLA, you know, what he did his, his freshman year at UCLA, you know, he, he, that was a very, very good team. You know, I, I don't think he was playing – uh, full-time point guard there the entire time or they were splitting reps with the ball handling a little bit more so uh, this has been a really good opportunity for him this season to play a little bit more on the ball than he did in college I uh, didn't watch him really that much in high school and it was a very very highly ranked recruit but in terms of how he was playing I'm not exactly sure but uh, you know it's a little tricky too with Greensburg because you got guys going in and out of the lineup a little bit it looks like he's uh, you know, last night against Windy City that he's starting at the two now, uh, and they just brought in, 
well, not just brought in, I think earlier in the season, they brought in Marcus Garrett, who has a little bit of NBA experience, former Kansas player, was with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. So that's the thing about the G League is you got to be adaptable. you got to be ready to, to you know move your positions around a little bit and play with different players. you got guys getting called up, guys getting called down, guys leaving, guys coming in. So uh, it is you have to be very flexible in terms of uh, what you're asked to do. But, you know, it's good to see Amari put together some good performances. And, uh, yeah, I, I do think, you know, at some point down the line, maybe once we get clear of the trade deadline and the all-star break and maybe that West Coast trip in late February, that you could most definitely see him up on the Hornets roster. I think one of the main reasons he isn't right now, and, and Nate Mensa and Leaky Black are, is it's just position. You know, I think Leaky can kind of come in. He's a little bit older. Uh, Nate Mensa, too, is a little bit older. They're a little bit more physically developed. They both were four-slash-five-year guys in college. Uh, and they play a, a position that you can kind of just plug them in a little bit right now, and it, it's an area of need. And, and certainly the Hornets need backcourt depth, but the learning curve is, is very steep with point guards in the NBA, and it might just be something like they feel like Amari would be better suited uh, or better served getting reps in the G League just for the time being. But uh, who knows? You know, if he makes enough progress and, and puts together some more good performances, I don't see why he couldn't be up with the Hornets at some point later on this season. Certainly a possibility moving forward, but if you don't want to wait to see Amari Bailey, there's a very lengthy homestand coming up here for the Swarm. They'll have their next three games at home as well. Coming up on Wednesday, February 7th, taking on the Austin Spurs up at the Novant Health Fieldhouse in Greensboro. They'll also be home on Friday, February 9th against the Long Island Nets and Saturday against the Long Island Nets as well. It's a great quick little drive to get up to Greensboro, check out some really good basketball at a very affordable price, and see the stars of tomorrow who could potentially be Amari Bailey. There's been a plethora of talent that's come through that building and that area for Charlotte that's resulted in a lot of really good opportunity and a lot of good performances and just providing a lot of ability for this Hornets team in the past and certainly will do so here in the future as well. But the Swarm 4-10 and 10 on a campaign so far this season, they will look to right the ship on Wednesday against the Austin Spurs. Hornets will look to right the ship as well tomorrow against the Indiana Pacers. Myself and Sam Farber will have a game preview podcast of that one here coming up on tomorrow's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. But in the meantime, Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com, thank you for joining me on this edition of the HHC. Of course, thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo so long. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll talk to you tomorrow once again here on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.